What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuning here to the Tuesday edition. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge is out today. He might be out in the next couple of days handling some business. Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Again, the number is 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you check their website. Continue to visit their website. You can uh, shop for the comforts of your own home. They always have new products there from CBD products to disposables, variety of that. Again, that's HazelSkyOnline.com. And this first segment of the show today is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation. Uh, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. A great company to work for. Do a lot of stuff for the communities and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation. Official sponsor of the sports crowd. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. Anything that we were discussing yesterday on the show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or you uh, couldn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in on, uh, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient, uh, like always, during the breaks and the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you want to follow me on Twitter or interact with me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to interact through Facebook, Facebook Live, don't forget, go to the uh, Sports Grind Entertainment Facebook page, um, and you can stream and interact with the show through there. And don't forget about the website, sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the podcast daily from there, from that site as well, too. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Jonas? Ready to rock and roll. Ready. Mr. Sams? What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. Doing all right. So it's Tuesday. Um, like I said, Mike's out today. Um, see, we will be back tomorrow handling some business. Um, but we've got some things to get to on the docket today. Uh, we're going to put a bow on the uh, wild card weekend after we talk about last night's game as the Rams dominate uh, the Cardinals. We'll definitely talk about that. Also, uh, we've got other NFL news. Uh, Stephen Jones has spoken on Mike McCarthy. Uh, we had this discussion yesterday on the show. I kind of want to know, you know, how that is in regards to what does Dallas Nation feel about that? Because uh, Stephen Jones said, hey, without a doubt, Mike McCarthy will be back as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, that's according to Stephen Jones. So, like I told you yesterday, I just feel that, you know, the only way that they were going to let go of McCarthy, even though this is a disappointing season, if therefore if they were ready to hand it over to Dan Quinn. In my opinion, Kellen Moore is not ready yet. He'll go through these interview processes, but I think right now he's still just a coordinator, so it would have to be given over to Dan Quinn, and maybe they're not ready to do that. And again, I stand by regardless how, you know, bad it looks or disappointing, it has to really be bad, you know, to move on from a coach after only two years. I mean, if you look at their foe in the division and the New York Giants, they're about to, this is three coaches in a row that they have fired after just two years. So the reality of the matter is, is that I can see why it was so much confidence said from Stephen Jones to say, hey, he's coming back. So we've got that going on. We'll start taking a peek at a little bit of some of these other matchups. This is an interesting divisional weekend that's upon us here in a few days. Uh, definitely want to take a little early peek at that Cincinnati and Tennessee uh, game. Give you my thoughts on that. Maybe do an early line peek. <clears throat> excuse me on that game. Also, we've got uh, guys getting arrested out in Cleveland. 
you know, we'll definitely talk about that. I'll see what the spin doctor has to say in educating me on that. When we get to that, we've got NBA, your Spurs last night lose to the Phoenix Suns. Um, they go down uh, to the Suns. The Suns is one of the, like I told you yesterday, were the first team to 30, so they take another L. But the other news that's coming out, Jonas, that you were telling me through text there, we've got a new investment type of uh, deal with the Spurs, a new investment group going on. What is this about? Yeah, so of course uh, the we know Dell has put some more money into it. Um, into the you know, coming in as an investor, there's the video game company out of Austin, and now you have a co-founder of Airbnb, Joe Gebbia, uh, is the new strategic partner and minority investor into the Spurs. How do you feel about that? It raises spidey senses. I mean, they've made more news in the last four or five years off the court than what they have on the court, whether it's somebody buying in, selling shares, selling silver, selling off, you know, Rampage, selling off Silver Dancers, whatever the hell it might be. They made more noise off the court than they have on the court. Um, you can read into a lot of that. I mean, you know, they whoever this is, the founder, you said, of Airbnb, that it could be looking at as a potential opportunity of like, hey, you know, they might be down now. Let's catch them on the way up. Or it could be like, well, you know, there's other cities that might want to be. Or there's a, there's a chance that they're still looking at possibly uh, Vegas. If, if the team would move in there, maybe we want to put that stake in. I don't know. And also it could just be like, again, it's not cheap to run an NBA team. It is. Right. And this is, you know, the kids are involved. I've said that a hundred times on these airwaves. Um, from what I've heard from sources, I mean, Peter Oates not in the greatest of health, hasn't been in years. Um, so, you know, RC had to take his role from the GM to step up and they take a role to handle business stuff for like, how are we going to get people by helicopter from here to Austin to watch games, stuff like that went from scouting, finding another guard of the next Manu to scouting how the hell we're going to get people from helicopter from Austin to San Antonio. <laughs> so, so he's gone in a whole different role. So the bring it full circle it's expensive to run an NBA team. We know what kind of market we're in. I mean, you can look at the games and you can look at the the arena. You can look at the participation. I mean, it is what it is. This is kind of like, I'm not, I'm not going to go there and say the lean years, but com- con- considering what we're accustomed to um, here in the 210, it's, 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 we're damn near knocking on the doors of lean years. So when that happens, you do look for infusion of capital maybe. You know, there's a reason why they sold off a lot of this stuff right. in the last few years from their ties with the concert deal or whatever that part of Spurs Sports Entertainment. It's a lot. So to really answer your question, Jonas, I don't. There's a, all kind of ways you can look at this. Uh, in my opinion, no matter how many people you bring to the table, though, it still doesn't address the problem that you've had with the organization for the longest time. Is that there still doesn't seem to be a real face to it, though, right? Like oh, who's, well, who's going to be the person at the head of the table that's really going to put their put their name out there as the organization head? It's not going to be Dell. It doesn't look like you know strategic partner investor. It, it doesn't name that for for Gebbia here. What what does I mean? What does this really do outside of the money and strategic partner? Like, like you're going to. Uh, is this just about the brand getting it out there more because they haven't been a very open brand in the first place. It's still one of the last organizations fighting against joining the two K league. They won't pick up one of those small franchises when you've got the championship teams. The Lakers got one, the heat got one, the, the bucks got one. 
I just, I, I mean, it's for me not having inside information and being in those talks, I really don't know what the ultimate goal of it is or what this means by bringing in an investor. But I will say, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it goes back. No, you do need an owner. I mean, you need a face of a professional team. It's hard to win with one, without one, especially if you're from an organization of winning. And the, the town and the fan base and the organization used to winning, and all of a sudden you go through an ownership change and you don't have a face of owner, it's tough. And especially when you have a figure like Coach Pop that's bigger than life down here for most people still. You know he's got some public enemy number ones, but it's still Pop. And so, therefore, it's the control of it. It's the control. It's a control factor that's really making all the decisions and who's really that anybody or who's who's answered to. That's that. Also, other NBA news, um, you know, Brooklyn, you know, we had MLK Day yesterday. We had a lot of action uh, yesterday during the day. You know, I know Brooklyn fell to the Cavs yesterday early on. But the story out of that, I guess, you know, KD's dealing with this injury and he's been out. And now reports are surfacing that, Kyrie Irvin is rooted in his whole I don't want to get vaccinated despite KD being out. So I feel that's interesting because we what we haven't been able to talk about on the show is because since he's been back and doing this, we're going to play on the road, we'll play at home. Brooklyn hasn't really played that good. I mean, they've had some I mean, it hasn't worked out pretty much yet. They they've unable to get traction in my opinion even from the standpoint of a winning streak. So to me, it's going to be as the season goes on and we get closer to the all-star break and then after all-star break, as we get teams get ready to jockey to get in that home stretch, we have to just monitor that, what that situation is going to be with Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn and Katie. Because in my opinion, they're, they teamed up for one thing and that's to win a ring, but I don't know how that's going to play out in a four out of seven. And the whole thing I've heard about, well, they're just going to pay the fine. I don't think it's that easy. It's not that easy just to play the final. Like, well, you know what? When we get there, the plan, we'll just go and pay that plan and play. I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it's that easy. Do you know the, the Nets are a fi- uh, just above 500 team at home? All the talent that they have otherwise. KD, uh, Harden, it took Patty Mills. And he's, had, he's, he's looking more like FIBA Patty than just Spurs Patty with a more expanded role. Yeah, no, Patty's been, Patty's been at but it. But they're still just a, a, a barely a 500 hundred crew. Um, it doesn't shock me. I, I just think what they've been through with the distractions of what's going on with Kyrie Irving, you know, holding out or doing whatever. I mean, it's tough to go ahead and navigate to that to get some rhythm. And then you mix the the injury situation with KD. Uh, you know, they've had some other people in and out of the lineup. I mean, Blake got sit down for a while, even though he's just a worker bee now, a role player. But um, no, it doesn't surprise me that they're barely at five hundred or below five hundred team at home. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Jai Memphis keep rolling. Got kind of chippy last night. They crushed the Bulls last night. Got kind of chippy between him and the Chicago. You know, I think it's to the point where Jai, you know, Jai's highlighting people every night. He's putting people on highlights. You know, whether it's breaking ankles, dunking, catching an alley oop, and I think you know there are certain guys in the NBA, and he's starting to get run for people like me that keep bringing him up. I mean, I think without a doubt, you know. Steph has kind of cooled off a little bit after getting that record and that three-point all-time record. And I think Jai is the MVP, but you can see with his peers, it's like enough already, enough already. You know, Chicago's been a very respected team. You know, the DeMar, former Spur, DeMar DeRozan, has been balling over there for the most part. Like I said, Spurs didn't have no Zach Levine, so that's why I keep trying to tell AC, like, oh, that's why. We shouldn't let no, man. Like, we were still losing. Like, yeah, Mars over here, we might have a couple more games, but there ain't no Zach Levine over here. He's got a better roster over there. But he's balling, but Memphis took – 
took it to him last night. So you got all that to uh, react to. But let's first start with going ahead and putting a bow on last night's game uh, between the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. As you know, L.A. Rams was my Super Bowl pick. Um, it was hard to Super Bowl pick as well, too. Arizona, I, they were in the foundation picks. I like those points uh, with them. I didn't really see that game going that way. Uh, but let's just talk about the meat and potatoes. You can you couldn't imagine if you got to go on the road in a wild card game, all right? And you're talking about this was a four or five matchup, right? This is a four or five yep. matchup. So basically, those matchups are even. But if you're going on the road, and I'm not going to say SoFi is some hostile environment yet. These LA fans, I ain't. I'm not giving them that. All right. But if you're going to go on the road, that is the like nightmare of starts. Like, Kyler Murray might have had nightmares about this game, and they wasn't that bad. The nightmares wasn't as bad as that damn game started off in the hole they started off with. Look, we talked about on the show, the Cardinals was leaking oil coming down, coming down the stretch. They were leaking oil coming down the stretch. You know, I officially, what I witnessed and what I've witnessed, and I brought, we talked about this. Kyler Murray in the last couple years, for whatever reason, whether it's injury, whether it's, you know, losing a receiver such as DeAndre Hopkins, whatever you want to say, and for two years straight, him, along with this team, has hit a brick wall. They've hit a brick wall where it looks like they run out of gas. When you lay a performance like that, because I think credit to the Rams, though. The Rams came out. I mean, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side. We know the trades. We're going to get Von Miller. We know, you know, about Ramsey and that. And we talked about the pressure on Matthew Stafford. Yesterday as well, too. But they came out and answered the bell. They answered the bell. The defense was suffocating. They really didn't have an answer for Aaron Donald. And you got to give credit to the Rams. They're one of the Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC to represent. That sets up a huge game against Tampa. And and, and I think they're going to be a load for Mr. Tom Brady uh, coming in. Because I do believe the Tom and the Bucks they got beat up a little bit against Eagles. Center got hurt. But to last night's game, I think with that type of performance of kind of what's on the line, you can officially say the clock is on Colin Murray and Kingsbury right now. And let me tell you why I'm putting Colin Murray in this. Because Colin Murray is a very unique type of skill set type of quarterback. Okay? Yep. Cliff Kingsbury pretty much took this job, even though it was a hookup. And I always tell you, there's only 32 of them. So if you're a first-time coach or you're whatever – you know, brother at that, you can't be too picky about, oh, I don't want to try. This is a guy that never really had a winning record at Texas Tech that was coveted by the front office of Arizona that saw a vision, saw the way of the NFL game was going. College is bleeding into the NFL. This quarterback, Kyler Murray, is basically fits perfect. He recruited him, you know, uh, Cliff recruited him in high school. All that. They went all in on a player like Kyler Murray. So when I say both of them, or on the clock, because this is reality of it is. He never had a winning record at Tech. He's done better than what I thought. I didn't like him getting the job. I was disagreed with that, but he's done better than what I thought. But at the end of the day, he never had a winning record at Tech. He goes to get this job at Arizona, and his second year, which was last year, they start off like a bat out of hell. They're getting going. The defense looks like they've improved. Vance Joseph is doing his thing. They jump out to 5-0. and They miss the playoffs. All offseason, I heard Colorado, hey, we want to finish. We want to finish. Trans, trans, you know, forward to 2022. Same scenario. In November, I think in early November or mid-November, close maybe for Thanksgiving time, sometime around there, this team was the number one overall seed in the NFC. 
They were undefeated on they, they, they they were undefeated on the road. They were one of the better road teams. I said all year they're the only team that won a team uh, won a game with their backup quarterback twice, and Cole McCoy. But the reality of it is, they end up losing five out of six again, or six out of seven coming down the stretch. Okay, then so to my point, a Kyler Murray being a clock because next year you're going to have to win a playoff game. Speaking of this coaching crew. And if they have to make a decision, a coaching decision, and you get a new coach in, you get a new philosophy in, to be honest with you, I like them, but I don't know if Colin Murray translates to other people's system. He, I mean, he's he's been banged. He got banged up this year, but it's almost like, not on the level, but you've heard me talk about on the show about Lamar Jackson in regards to how much Baltimore went in all on Lamar. They were on everybody. They changed everything, unconventional for a skill set. Colin Murray's not on that level of that much of drastic change, but at the end of the day, they have there's a this is fitting, you know, Cliff's system. And if Cliff is gone, if they have to make a change, they underachieve, Colin Murray could be one of those that found that that new coach, that new system, like, hey man, he doesn't fit my system. I'm good with that. You know? 1 800 707 976 You listen to the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer, Mr. Sands been the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Hart's out today, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sam, spin the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters. And he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right. So, um... Before we move on from last night, actually, yeah, just a terrible start last night for for the for the Cardinals. Very disappointing, disappointing game. Most of these wild card games were were pretty much blowouts. I mean, the good ones. I mean, Forty ers Dallas. I know it wasn't good for Dallas fans, but that was a good game. 
Raiders and Bengals, I mean, it wasn't really a blowout, but I never really felt the Raiders was threatening to win that game after since he got up on them. So, so other than Dallas and San Fran, and that's pretty much it. Um, unless I'm missing. Other than that, I think most of these games this weekend were pretty much just, I mean, Buffalo was a blowout, seven touchdowns, uh, straight seven possessions. That was horrible. Hopefully we'll get better uh, matchups and better games in the division round. But last night, I just that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, two years in a row, this team has went belly up in regards to the way they finished. And the way I, the way I see it, Kyler Murray, because remember, this is the organization that just took Josh Rosen number one the year before, okay, drafting Kyler Murray. So I really feel that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray is joining the hip. And you were telling me you had some stats on him that basically on his finishing. Uh, what did you What did you come up with? Yeah, betting uh, betting website, the Action Network. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar with them. They they put Cliff's resume out there on Twitter last night, going back to 2013 and his time with Texas Tech. In 2013, he lost five of his uh, five of his last six. Hmm. In 2014, four of his last six. 15, four of his last six. In 2016 and 2017, he lost six of his last eight in each of those seasons. In his last year in 2018 with Texas Tech, he lost all five of his last five games. Surprisingly, he goes pro, right? Joins the Cardinals. First season in 2019, loses seven of his last nine. 2020, last year, loses five of his last seven, and this year loses five of his last six. So when you talk about hot starts and fading down the stretch, how much of this is on Kyler and how much of this is on Cliff? Because we know that the coach, bro, this is also his offense. Right. Right? So how much of this comes back on the play caller and Cliff? And how much of it is on Kyler? Well, I think it's a it's a fair question, but I think it's a mixture of really both. I think this is a team that didn't look like they were prepared to play yesterday. Uh, it didn't look like they were aware that this was a playoff game. Um, so that comes down on the coaching of being prepared. Uh, but no matter how good looking you are, I know he, he ain't and like, like looking at I know Mac, Mike McCarthy gets it, you know, but looking at Cliff, it don't matter if you're a pretty boy or not, that's still on the coaches. He can get criticized for that. Um, you know, that's on the coach. And now Kyler Murray, you got to know in the situation in a ball game where you're on the road and you're already down two touchdowns, 14 to zero, and you are backed up in your end zone. You can question the play call for the end zone, but as Kyler Murray being in his third year, so you're a little bit of veteran, maybe still got a milk on your tongue, but Kyler had a flashback like he was playing in Norman, and this was the Big 12. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, you're just going to toss the ball out there. Like, if anything, and you heard, and that's the one time, because I was flipping back and forth from the Manning Castle. We'll talk about that shortly. But that's one of those situations where the safe take the two points. Like, for one, the play call could be questioned. Now you ask me who's more to blame, Kyler or Cliff. The play call be questioned, but also Kyler has to know on a playoff, especially in a playoff game, if you're going to really go down, first of all, you don't run around. Like, I understand you sometimes. And, and this is another thing, too. I think what Kyler is like, you're with the best of the best. Like, when you're at what he still hasn't got adjusted with, in my opinion, when you're playing in the Big 12, you're faster than 80% of those people, 90% of those people on the field. Right. Maybe you're 95. 
But the problem is when you get to the NFL, you've got guys twice your size that are running four 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 five four three forties too. And so he's he's not doing a good job of gauging his speed and adjusting that. When you roll out, throw it away. At worst case scenario, take the safety. That was horrible. To me, that was the ball game. I mean, to go down 21-0 and have them score like that, that was just a wrap. So that's something we'll monitor. Um, I think Cliff is safe uh, for this year uh, for the most part. I don't think you – I wouldn't be – I would be shocked if you heard anything about, oh, they're moving on from Cliff. I don't think so because there's too, there's too many domino falls to that. Because if you get another coach, I bet you a dog to a donut, you get another coach, if they would let Klingberry, it would be a discussion as if they want Kyler Murray as their quarterback. Because he's a unique skill set that needs a particular offense that that Cliff has done to create around him. But as you look at the years for, for coaching availability, as far as offensive mind go, minds go, Kellen Moore, Eric Bieniemy, uh Brian Dable, all are already out there as as coaching opportunity as coaching candidates this year anyway. So could you see somebody like a Bienemy who's who works with a a wild card in Patrick Mahomes? Because that that looks like Kyler's game. Oftentimes he just doesn't realize that he's six inches shorter. Hmm. But he's running around doing the going, doing the slinging action. But he's just not the same size as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so could it be enemy make it work in, in Arizona with, with Kyler Murray still there? Does does the divorce of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have to be that? And is this the season with like, again with all the names out there? And there could be more to drop. I mean, I was watching a show the other day on CBS that said that that Sean Payton, who who's, looks doesn't look to be out of New Orleans, could end up taking the Chicago job. That's a conversation being had out there. Ooh, I didn't hear that one. That was juicy. I'm surprised. So, my, so, so if 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 this is the year with all of the movement, because you look at the quarterback class and the quarterback class is weak, is this the time for the Cardinals to go ahead and, and, and pull the pull the string on this operation? I I would sit there and say that because of. You have two be- you have two seasons back to back with two half and half sample sizes. Great Three football seasons, and you go all the way through Texas Tech. Well, I can only judge him for well. I- I'm judging him from this situation with the Cardinals. I see what you're saying. I see what Action is talking about, but I'm just looking at the lens of his NFL career in this particular so nucleus seasons, of this team. Three seasons in the NFL. I think the, I, for one, the reason why I say no, because I, I think you got to give him the, the three year, the, you know, the fourth year, because you have two sample sizes of good starts and bad finishes. So that's something that I think you can overcome to really evaluate and get past that and overcome that. But I would think the other thing that you automatically save him to give him another fourth year is because of the injury of DeAndre Hopkins. That that's a battle cry right there. I mean, it's an excuse to the public. I mean, you can't go to the podium after getting your ass kicked like that and say, well, you know, we had a lot of injuries. You know, our number one receiver was out for the last three, two months, however long it's been, out for the season. But I think behind closed doors, when you got to evaluate a coach, when a GM has to say, when a GM's job, when his ass is on the line and it's the coach he hired and he's got to evaluate this because the owner wants evaluation of the season or where we're at, what's the direction, what's the offseason goals, what are we trying to accomplish? We came up short. There's only going to be one team that's happy come February. There's only one team. Even the team that loses in the Super Bowl, you saw what they did to the Kansas City Chiefs last year. So when you have GMs that got to evaluate things, those are the conversations that happen back close. Well, you know what? 
we I didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. You know, if you look at our production prior to DeAndre Hopkins going out compared to what it was last year, that's enough to give a guy like that to not to have to worry about buying him out, spending money to buy him out. That's enough to go ahead and give him probably another fourth year. Yeah, but you had a healthy Hopkins last year, and you still faded down the stretch. I got you. I get you. So, so how much longer are we going to give this guy an opportunity? I say next year. I can, like I said, we haven't done it, but I can so tell he's you. he's entering the season on the hot seat. I believe. It's not I, even I can, a warm seat. I can he's tell you entering right now. on the hot seat. I can tell you right now. I told you yesterday. The hot seat coaches going into 2022 and 2023 are your guy, Stephen Stefanski. Coming off of a year with an injured quarterback. I don't care. Than he's, I don't care. They both, they, both, they both lean it on Jesus. They both right there. Him. I'm going to sit there and tell you who else did I say automatically. I think you could probably put uh, Mike McCarthy on that as well, too. Right. I would say Matt Rule in Carolina. That's three I'm giving you. I'm going to tell you. um, Pete Carroll, if he's not gone this year. Possibly. Well, I would take that back because if Pete Carroll is not gone this year, and they run it back with Russell, which we'll get into him because I got my take on him. He was on the Madden cast, uh, Madden cast last night. The Manning cast, excuse me. I would tell you if he survives this year, then if he comes back, then I'll let me know Pete's going to be able to go on his terms. That he's got enough respect from the Microsoft group, the ownership that owns that damn thing. Uh, is it Paul Allen? Is that who it is that owns in Seattle? Anyway, the guy up there, they have Paul Allen. He's got enough respect to Paul Allen to sit there and say, hey, man, we're going to give you the treatment like basically we give him pop down here. You can go on your own terms. I don't think that's the case, but if he survives this, so I wouldn't put him on the hot list. So I'm giving you Matt Rule. I'm giving you Mike McCarthy. I'll give you uh, your guy Stefanski. I'll give you now Cliff Kingsbury. And I think that's pretty much off the top of my head because we got Frank a lot of Reich different. If, uh, if he survives all this. Good one, Jonas. Um, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah. And think about that. You just, like, real quickly there, like, I didn't have this on the docket to get into, but you had you, just that quick, you sat there and gave me, we've got two situations. You gave me another situation that's joined at the hit with the quarterback. And Frank Wright and Carson Wentz. These, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Frank Wright, for different reasons, Frank Wright and uh, Carson Wentz, join at the hip. That's how it happened. So, yeah, you know, I forgot. So that's another, yes, Frank Wright will be on the hot seat along with Carson Wentz. I think Ballard survives. I mean, we, we, you know, Colts had seven pro bowlers. You know, sometimes pro bowls, sometimes that can get into the politics and stuff like that. But to me, that, that battle would survive, but definitely Frank Wright. Because you got to go back to the Buffalo game last year, Jonas, that they lost that, with Phillip Rivers. Right. There was questionable play calling when you had an opportunity to kick the field goal and you decide to go for it on fourth and one and two and you end up losing the game by three points. That right there is part of his resume going into this year. Like, hey, two and four start. You fought back, but yet and still you had to beat the worst team in the league that's going to be picking number one overall in April, and all you had to do, no help from anybody else, didn't need two teams to tie, one team to win in overtime. No, you just had to win, and you you laid an egg out in Duval. You had so you're damn right to do it. Yeah, so you yeah with the Raiders. They took the Raiders like, but yeah, so he's out. Speaking of being out, Mike Mayock, GM for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, stuck around but said, hey, peace, you're done. I've been on my, my – the Raider Nation knows out there the listeners of the show, I've been on Mike Mayock's ass since last season. I told you that I felt that this was – I didn't see that. No one saw the stuff happen with John Gruden. But I told you, because I guarantee you, 
if if this never if if uh if Chucky doesn't go crazy in emails and he doesn't get exposed, okay, and he doesn't throw under the the, the the gays, the blacks, and everybody on the bus, then the bottom line of it is Chucky surviving and Mayock taking the fall. Mayock was done this year, regardless. If they didn't go, if they didn't make a deep run. And they really, you know, by the leadership of Derek Carr, they found one of those playoff spots. But I knew Mike Mayock was gone, man. The experience, and this is on John Gruden. Like, John's the one that went out and got him from the NFL Network. Right. And I believe just because you study and you scout college for a network and Mike Mayock, you can put him. I mean, to me, you know, like I said, Todd McShay, I'm not a big fan of his. You know, um, uh, you know, my man Mel Kuyper, he's the, he's the godfather of it. You know, he started this stuff with the guys that make a living for evaluate time. Mike Mayock filled his void and filled that lane for the network. He did it for years. Just because you do that doesn't mean you know how to actually put a team together and draft pieces of what you know. And I thought it was a bad, it was a questionable experience from John Gruden for the get-go. And I was like, that's all about having a 10-year contract, speaking of John Gruden. But that team, that the team that they constructed, limped its way to the finish line and found its way into the playoffs. Still. With an interim head coach, who's a special teams coordinator as a day job. Okay, and so so if Gruden still if if Gruden the whole situation doesn't happen with him, you have an actual offensive mind calling an offense, and the talent was able to get you this far. Was the team not? And, and you also have to factor the Raiders went the, as many weeks as they did without Darren Waller, okay. the number one weapon on offense. And you have to go through the fact that you, you lose your, one of your deep threats and rugs throughout the course of the season. It was a snowball, and a lot of things really hit them. So what you're saying? But even if you had Gruden at this point of the season, couldn't they have made – you don't think they make it through one or two rounds of the playoffs? You don't, I, you don't think that they maybe no. survived the Bengals uh, this, no. this last weekend? No, because I always thought – credit to Gus, uh, Gus Bradley, their defensive coordinator. He, he was always they, – they were overachieving. I mean, Gus did a hell of a job. They really did anything in the offseason, this previous previous past offseason, to upgrade really on the defensive side. They didn't dress it too much in the draft. No, I don't I don't think so because the deep, Gus Bradley uh, was doing a lot. He was doing wonders with Little a lot. They played above their head a little bit, but I think as the season went progressed down the stretch, yes, they got it. They went in. Team started. They just didn't have enough defensively to kind of stop even a young team in Cincinnati or rather, no. But the point of the matter is uh, – Mike Mayock, I told y'all last year, the beginning of the year when we did these predictions that he would be fired. I didn't know. I didn't think John Gruden. Of course, we didn't, no one saw this coming, but I knew Mike Mayock was on bar time. So I've just given you before we move this topic, and then when we get back, we'll get to Mike's phone call. But I've given you what we're at what four or five coaches. I've told you going in next year that's on the hot seat, yeah. and I've got two of them joining to hit with the quarterback that they probably both be out. Because I think Ballard was just talking raw emotion. Ballard knows no one's trading for Carson Wentz, in my opinion. The best-case scenario for Colts fans, and I think what Ballard's trying to say, look, we're probably going to have a, a open con- competition down here in Champ. Between Easton that we took in a few rounds, the man out of Austin, and Sam Ellinger, and, and Carson Wentz. The only Colts fans have to work for, they have to wish for is that Sam Ellinger and one of those Easton beats him out in training camp. Other than that, you're going to run it back with the deuce with Carson Wentz. All right, when we get back, we'll get to Mike's phone call. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelScottOnline.com. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. We'll be back.